Yo, welcome to the Coach Davis Experience. Listen, I've been through so many things in life that I had to break these things down into categories. So I'm either going to be coming from the music, the ministry, or football experience of my life. All right? So check it. Grab yourself some snacks and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Coach Davis Experience with your host, Coach Davis. And today I got one of my brothers, man, one of the inner circle type guys. You feel me? Um, He's going to join me today. My man, Coach Chesley Graves. What's going on, Coach? Hey, brother. How you doing, brother? I'm so glad to be a part of Coach Davis Experience. You know, I've been enjoying listening to some of your segments and it's just been a pleasure knowing you personally anyway. So, no, you know, that's the biggest thing. So I, I'm just happy, excited. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So my man, Chesley, uh, Chesley and I, we've known each other. Coach Graves and I, we've known each other, man, going on uh, 11 years. Uh, we both started, well, I, it was my start, but he had already been doing it, um, coaching against each other in Little League basketball. <laughs> and, and we didn't really know each other, but I knew watching this guy that he was a pretty solid coach. I was like, yo, he he pretty good. You know, he got these little kids kind of tight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and then we both kind of lucked up and got hired uh, by um, a, a high school football coach locally here to coach the middle school team, um, which we both had, you know what I'm saying, um, my experience with the Little League kit team here was only one year, and I think you had coached a couple years Little League football, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. I, um, Actually, I, I coached um, basketball, maybe like I started basketball in 2000 and let me see, CJ Jameson, five, 2005. So I started coaching like around 2002, 2001, okay. 2002. Um, basketball and um, I actually I started out with um Timothy Glass, Donald Smith, yeah, um, yeah big, my son, big name Graves and Taquan Graves. Yeah. I started those out. And yeah, big names, big names, big yeah, names here in the Ville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you know they they pretty successful. Um, um, Donald Smith, you know he's um doing well. Um, graduated college. Um, doing something with any um, in the um, I forgot what you call it um, police in the, I think in the police police field or something like that I think. Oh um, really? Timothy, okay. Yeah, Timothy Glass, of course, signed a um, USFL contract. Um, yeah, yeah. I just ran into him last week at uh, at at Ciro's. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's 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 been very it's been very intriguing, you know, um, coaching um, young guys and seeing them become successful, and that's what you want. That's that's the part of coaching. That's what you want, you know. And and it's just you know just starting off starting off is it was it was it was such a pleasure, you know. And you know then by knowing the community and stuff like that and everything, and then um, of course um, finally getting to knowing you as we got to um, middle school. Knowing you a lot more, came closer with you, and and that was that was a another chapter added in my book. So you yeah, know, exactly. and, and then learning a lot of stuff from you, and 
Because even though I you know football-wise, even though I played football, played basketball, but learning a lot of things football-wise from you and pushing me to become a head coach while you move on to the next level and push me to become a head coach. Well, I'm th- I, when I'm thinking I'm not, I'm not ready, but you said, no, nah, you ready, you ready. You know, and 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 that would basically push me more. If God said, Coach Davis said, I'm ready, I'm ready. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah. that was the big, another big thing, you know. I mean, so that, you know, that, man, you want to talk about chapters, you feel me? So <laughs> you and I started that chapter, um, and we and we coached under a young man. I'm not going to call any names. Yes. Um, that neither one of us <laughs> felt <laughs> – that he should have been in that job. But, you know, you kind of just roll with the punches. We were both team players. Right. Um, you know, we did what we needed to do. We won the, uh, you know what I'm saying, first year coaching for the middle school team. We won the district. You yep. know what I'm saying? Um, I think we won the district all the way up until you finished. I don't yep. think we ever lost district. We never lose district. Um, My last year, we tied it. Tied it with um, um, uh, Benjamin, Benjamin, um, Franklin. Okay. We started with Benjamin Franklin. Actually, they was pretty much Franklin County. They was, they was loaded. You know, they was loaded. So we pretty much tied it with them. Got you. Um, it was, it was pretty. It was, it was, it was, it was a battle. But it got to the point where, um, I kind of got a, exhausted. Um, a little. Um, pretty much. Um, I felt like it wasn't challenging me anymore. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I got to move on to something that's going to challenge me. I wanted to get better. I wanted to grow, you know, and as a coach um, and stuff like that. So even though, um, you know, I never got the chance to to move up into the varsity level, but had to go to a different county, a different school to get a shot, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that experience, but <laughs> unless right. it's being asked. But, I mean, I, I had to take at that experience as a learning lesson, you know, um, I know what not to do and what I shouldn't do, you know, if I was to ever become a, a head varsity, you know, football coach or even a basketball coach. Yeah. You know, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I learned my lessons, which you have to always taught me, you know, taking in stride, which, you know, we have plenty of conversations about those two seasons and, um, you know, which COVID-related season, the second season. And in the first season, you know, it's kind of like, you know, up and down and which you helped guide me through you know, the process, even though you was going through your process, yeah. but you helped my process right. even more, you know, and we had times we both vented. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because you know, it, it is, see, you know, one of the things that I've addressed on the podcast before, and, and you could definitely address it yourself, is that we 100% desire to win on every level. Yes. And when I say that, what I mean is we, you and I both felt like if our kids weren't benefiting something from it, then we weren't winning. Like, we won districts every year, mm-hmm. but not every one of our kids made it to college. And, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. <coughs> but, you know, <laughs> you know, we could dig deep in that right there. But we definitely had that same uh, desire. You know what I'm saying? We had that same desire, that same understanding that it, that wins and losses to us was just as important as 
you know what I'm saying, higher level education. You know what I mean? That's right. I remember coming on board and and giving you guys kind of my feel of of how I see things, you know what I mean? And that's kind of, I think, what you and I kind of really, you know, drew, we we drew to each other. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? But um, one of the hardest parts that I've seen coaching football, and this is kind of to back up a little bit, is coaching football from a father's perspective. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it was you yes. and Coach Burrow and Coach, uh, you know what I'm saying, the head coach at the time, you all had kids on our team at that time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, no, because uh, no, because uh, um, CJ was up in on, on varsity or JV at that time. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. But still, we were all part of the staff. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So to break that down, y'all, everybody that's listening, if you were coaching the middle school program here in the Piedmont County, you were also considered part of the varsity staff. You just had a different role where you weren't so yeah. much hand-on-hand coaching the varsity kids, but you definitely was helping with film, water, um, you know what I'm saying, preparation, uh, sometimes game time prayer. You feel what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you, you know, devotion because I did a devotion a couple of times. So we had other roles, but we weren't as hand on on varsity as we were in the middle school at the time. Um, but the hardest, the, the one thing I saw, man, there was something a little different um, coaching as a father to <laughs> a kid that was on a team you was involved in, man. I mean. You know what I'm saying? First, let, 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 let's touch on that. First, let's touch on what it was okay. like being coach dad uh, while you were coaching a team and your oldest child was up there on the varsity program, man. Tell me, let's touch on that, bro. Okay. The, 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 well, to put it in perspective, I, I, I in a, as a father first and a coach second, well, father first, then dad, then coach. And it's like, to me, it's more of what, um, it's it, it, to me, it's like every parent's dream coaching their child. Because most fathers don't have that opportunity to coach their child the right way. Let's put it out there, the right way. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, because a lot of, we see a lot of fathers that shows favoritism with their child. Yeah. The way I was brought up and the way I was taught, you know, from my mentors that, you know, Regardless, of your child's supposed to know. Your child, you know, you coach your child supposed to know. Your child supposed to have that extra notch, and but he still don't be treated no different than the others. Right. You know, so the hardest part for me on that aspect is not being involved. Mm. You know, not seeing. You know, what I'm saying the 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 hard work that was put in, the off season work that was put in. And not able to see it during practice time, but only able to see it during game, which that right. was good, but still not able to see the conversations, things that transpired throughout their course yeah. and stuff like that. That was the hardest part for my case. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, Regardless of how hard I coach, because I mean, I'm old school. I learned from old school. So, yeah, a coach was a jump down a child's throat. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. If they doing wrong or keep doing the same thing. Um, two or three, four or five times, you have to repeat the same thing. Yes, of course, you're supposed to get on that, on that, on that, um, athlete. 
Of course he's supposed, but the main thing about that, get on an athlete, what I learned from you is that when you do get on a kid, you always go back and have your conversation and inspire. Inspire. You know, you always say you coach to inspire. Yeah. And I that's the main thing I've always say when I talk to kids, even coach, even up here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, I'm the head JV basketball coach. Um, I have put in applications for football, but nothing came through. So pretty much I enjoy it. I mean, yes, it was a it was a horrendous season, but the main thing it was growth. I yeah. always said throughout the season, growth, growth, growth. That's all the thing that kept coming to my mind. Growth, growth, growth. So, I mean, the kids did grow. Yes, it was a challenge, but they grew. But so that's the main thing I've learned is the coach to inspire, regardless of how the kid might come out, regardless of how bad it might be, regardless of how good it might be, you still coach to inspire. So that was my big thing, you know, as being a coach dad. You know, one of my biggest things being a coach dad is not able to see the 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 labor that was been involved even off season, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. And of course you was part of that off season of helping, you know, CJ get to where he needs to be. And, and but on one thing about it, he still didn't reach his potential. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, he didn't and, reach his potential. You know, and, and a lot so, of that in you know on my end, like you had mentioned earlier, I went when I, you know, we won the, the district championship two years. And then they moved me up to varsity, you know what I'm saying, um, to help coach the tight ends. Um, mm-hmm. And you took over as the head coach of the middle school program, and y'all continued winning, you know what I'm saying? And while I, while I was up there, the hardest part as a coach who is also a father, my yes. heart always was – I always was leading with my heart when it concerned <laughs> the kids. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody says. Anyone that truly knows Coach Davis – Knows Coach Davis loved them kids like it was his kids. You did not know. Yeah. But there was always a, a line that I felt that had to be drawn. You know what I'm saying? I could only do but so much without portraying the entire team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was hard for me because you know me. Like if I'm with, if I'm for you, I'm for you. If I'm not with you, I'm not with you. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was really difficult to watch the kids like CJ, with all of the potential he had to not receive what they, uh, what the talent dictated they deserved. You, you yeah. feel me? So as a dad, that was extremely hard for me. Um, and I've always been the coach, you know, a, a dad uh, uh, who will coach, if that makes sense. Like if I'm yeah. on the sideline watching my son wrestle, I'm still coaching. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I I was at a game just this weekend past with Emmanuel where he is doing his thing, man. He's co- I mean, he's playing soccer like he's been playing soccer for the last nine years. And he is straight doing his thing. But what was crazy was there were things because you remember I coached the little league soccer. I mean not little league, but the, the middle school cool. soccer team for two years. Yeah. What I, I had learned how to teach them positioning and, and defense and plan all that, and what and I wasn't seeing that. So, you know, I'm on the sideline, and I'm dad coach. Not coach dad, but I'm yeah. dad coach, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you know what I'm saying? I'm screaming, I'm yelling, I'm fussing, 
and the coaches aren't saying anything to the kids, man. So, you know, that's making me even more frustrated because I'm yes. like, man, like they are right at that age where you could teach them and they will really learn. You know what I'm saying? Um, and my wife looks over and she says, you're not the coach of this team. And I was <laughs> now anybody else would have got offended. I didn't get offended because I was like, if my son isn't being coached by his coach and I know how to coach it, then I'm going to say something. You know what yes. I'm saying? Um, yeah. But, you know, as a coach, we don't always want somebody outside telling us how to do our job. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I have to always – I do understand my wife's perspective, but uh, being a coach for so many years, I can't watch my son not being coached properly. That that really – oh, that's a – you know what I'm saying? So, that's tough. Yeah, that, it, oh, that was hard, man. That was really, really hard. Like, like the example of – when I was watching my oldest son, Elliot, uh, wrestle, and my understanding, which I said, I've, I've said this to you, I've shared this with you, and you know we did it through Victory Athletics, yes. that your two hours of football practice isn't enough to be great. Nope. You, you, you feel me? I'm going to repeat that because somebody probably missed that. Two <laughs> hours of football, soccer, basketball, baseball, uh, uh, uh tennis of practice at school is not enough to be great no it's not it's not because coaches on the football end we have at minimum right we've probably coached no less than 36 kids every year we've coached right mm -hmm. but yet when our kids go to and this has happened on several occasions when our kids make it to the next level and the college expects them to be at weightlifting, morning yep. runs. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, 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 morning meetings, blah, this, you know, this, that, and the third. The kids are blown away. Like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I can't do all of this. You feel what I'm saying? And some of the kids, they end up quitting. And I know this because I've been a part of the, you know, the collegiate, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying, aspect of the game. But as again, as as coach dad, I'm looking at my son and I'm saying, you got to work out more if you want to be a state champ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you remember this. Elliot Jr. was ripping through his opponents until <laughs> somebody told him, <laughs> don't, don't listen to your dad wrestling practice is enough and that's all he wanted to hear why because his body was saying i mean i'm sorry his mind was saying i'm tired but his body was winning yeah you feel me and you remember now you remember i gave you yeah. a earful yes. you know, I, was, I can't believe he did this i can't you feel what i'm saying but after my son took wrong advice you feel me he he, he didn't even qualify for state Though, though he had a record of victories. He, he set a record of victories in a single season. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so again, you, you know what I'm saying? My job as, as coach dad is to prepare your child like I'm preparing my child. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But as dad coach... <laughs> 
you might get an earful. You know what I mean? So please don't be mad at me because I got two little ones coming up and they talented. But understand, I'm just saying straight up and down. If you're not teaching my sons the fundamentals, I'm going to say something. That's just how I feel. If you're just letting my kids run, you know, my two little boys run around and just have fun, I can let them go to a playground and do that. That's right. That's right. I'm not going to pay you $40, $50, $60, $150 just so you let my son run around and play. Like, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I feel you there, man. But let, let's think about, uh, answer this question, my dude. As coach dad, what were the sacrifices you had to make? Oh, sacrificed. One of the biggest sacrifices is pretty much putting my all in that that kid, that one of my kids, and the other's not getting that time. Mm, yeah. So as the wars, as with running to running to practice. Now think about we coaching too. So yeah. as the wars running to practice. Yeah. Um no 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 summer vacations. Yeah. Um um you know you gotta hear the wife say different things, you know what I'm saying? And you know that t- it just that it's that time, that time for that t- that time for family, managing yeah. managing managing time, family time, and work. Now on top of that, we both work in third shift. Yeah, <laughs> you see what I'm saying at the time. Yeah. So we work in third shift. Yeah. We coming in to coach. Yeah. And then, you know, going to games. And I mean, it was just so much. Yeah. You know, it's just that time management thing. So that sacrifice, pretty much, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, well, it ain't too much of us sacrificing. Our wives had to sacrifice. Yeah, that's good you see point. What I'm that's a good right. point. Yeah. Our wives had to sacrifice because they had to, you know, get the kids. They had to, you know, cook dinner. They had to, you know, do multiple things around the house. You yeah. know, while we do, you know, while we coaching other kids. And doing other things, and you know, but we still did our part at home. But you know, it just—that's the sacrificial thing. You know, I—I I, I say the most, and mm. and you know, it, it, it was it was just hard. But we 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 did it. We did it. You know, we managed. We did it. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And you know, to say that, bro, it made when you said the sacrifice of our of our wives, right? The, the, the sacrifice they had to make. It makes me think about two different things. I'm, I'm going to give you, you know what I'm saying, the, the right-hand aspect and the left-hand aspect, right? Right-hand <laughs> aspect. You know how I do, right? The right-hand aspect, the Word of God says that our wives, in, in the book of Proverbs, right, mm-hmm. that they are the crowns of our heads. We know that in, 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 in Proverbs it speaks about the wives being pretty much the root. You know, we, we, we are the head of the house, but they run the house. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, so, so to a certain level, um, you know what I'm saying? Biblically, our wives were doing exactly what God required of them. Now, please don't misunderstand. I ain't talking about, you know, making babies and, and feeding oh, and, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and, and building and, you know, and cooking all that. No, no, no. They handled the house while we did what we could to provide for it. And, right. you know, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I don't want anybody to misunderstand what Coach Davis is saying. This is biblical, and you can look this up in the in the book of Proverbs. I want to say Proverbs 30, 32, 34, something like that. I definitely will have the scripture in the description. Um, but um, another thing 
On the left-hand aspect of it, you feel what I'm saying? The Bible declares that charity starts at home. And you and I both wasn't giving time to home as much as we should have. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. So it kind of makes me, it kind of brings up the question. Could that be a lot of the reason why it felt like we was constantly in a battle when it came to coaching? Yes, I agree with that. Um, It was a battle in my case. (laughs) It was a battle in my case. Um, Even though I felt like, I felt like coaching football, coaching period, that was my passion. That's what God God called me for. But then again, I remember we talked a while back, months back, about, I mean, if God wanted us for us to do this, why did we have to go through so many struggles to coach? Why we had to go through so many battles to coach? And this is something that we love to do. This is something that we helping kids. We in the same community. Yeah, 100%. you know what I'm saying. And it's like, why do we have to battle with other coaches? Why do we have to deal with the the the, the agony? To have to deal with the jealousy? Have to deal with the the envy of others? And we all in the same community and try to help the same kids get to where they need to be. Whether it's college, whether it's the military, whether it's getting their own business, you know, for them just to graduate high school and be successful beyond. Yeah. It's the same. We're in the same area. But like I said, when we first started coaching, it always been a black cloud over the city of Danville. Yeah. yeah. A black cloud over the city of Danville. And it's like, no matter how talent, how much talent go through the city of Danville, Danville supposed to be rich, been yeah. rich. But it's like, it no matter what, it just some about that hole in Danville, that dark cloud that pulls everybody back to not be successful. Yeah. And it so, makes you wonder, that's yeah. some, that's something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that's the thing that being an outsider, you know what I'm saying? I'm not from here, but I love here. You feel me? Yes. Um, I'm not from Danville. So being an outsider, that was one of the first things that I noticed. So growing up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, man, uh, I, I told you this story. Um, we had a lot uh, 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 a football or an athletic league called PAL, Police Athletic League. Mm-hmm. And PAL kept us connected, which is a whole nother topic, but it kept us connected to men in the community. And most of them <laughs> were police officers. So that was a beautiful thing because you hear that we hear the, the old saying that it takes a village to raise a child, right? We yeah. had officers who would drive the neighborhood, and I'm talking about neighborhoods, tr- you know what I'm saying, troubled neighborhoods according to society. But yes. they drive yes. in the neighborhood, and because they know the kids, the kids are listening. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We might be on the street ready to fight, but Officer Smith drive up and say, hey, yo, Elliot, what are you doing? Get in the car, let me take you home to your dad. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I show up with Officer Smith at the doorstep instead of at the jail. I show up at the doorstep with Officer Smith, who was a, a football coach or a basketball coach or the baseball coach or the track coach. You see what I'm saying? And he, because he has a personal relationship with this kid, right? He helped save many. You feel me? Yeah. Now, now that being said, that's where it's lacking here. 
<laughs> you feel me? Because Say it again. Say the it again, coaches bro. here don't have the same type of personal relationship. Come on, bro. You know me, bro. I used to pick <laughs> kids up, man. Yes. Take kids to camp. Come on. We all took a trip to Atlanta just yep. for camp. What was it, like 15 of us? Yeah, Mar Marietta, Georgia. You feel me? Come on, bro. Yep. You don't see that, man. So when you look up, the kids' only relationship with you is you're my coach. Yep. But what they need is a mentor, a brother, a father figure. You understand what I'm saying? And for being a football, and I'm just going to say it, man. I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. We're the closest things to fathers that some of these kids get. That's right. That's just the reality, bro. You feel That's what right. I'm saying? So you un we, uh, we understand, right, that God, God has created us to be leaders of men. You feel me? Leaders. And I, and I say that I use that word for men and women because I've coached females too. You feel what I'm saying? So I, I understand the purpose of coaching. You feel me? Mm -hmm. But I don't see the manifestation of it. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. I understand the purpose. For example, I give you an example. Just the other night, last night rather, I went to an award ceremony by one of my kids that I coached at Avery University. He won the award, a, a very prestigious award. He won, I want to say it was... Uh, uh, Frank, Frank, Frank something uh, award, but it's a, a, a huge award. Every students know this award. And he calls me while he's on the road, bro. Mm -hmm. Right? He's on his way. He said, Coach Davis, are you in Danville? I said, yeah, I'm in Danville, man. Just sitting at home making spaghetti with the kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. says, I'm nominated, right? He's like, I don't know exactly if I'm going to win, but I, I'm thinking maybe I might. He said, uh, but I would like for you to be there. I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't coach this kid's position. He and I just developed a relationship outside of football That's that he point. was like, I want you to be a part of this if I win. You feel what I'm saying? Because when I need somebody to talk to, Spiritually, I can pick up the phone and Coach Davis will pick up the phone. Uh, he'll answer at any time if he, he know I'm calling. You feel what I'm saying? That relationship. Awesome, awesome relationship. So, <laughs> yeah, but you understand what I'm saying? The other coaches were there, but they were there because they're part of the program. You see what I'm saying? Me and this young man, Connor, we're going to be friends for life. <laughs> Me and Deshaun Wallace, we're friends for life. Right? Curtis mm -hmm. Waller. Curtis Waller called me and texted me a week ago, told me he just uh, finished graduating from airborne school in the United States Army. But he called, he texted me, bro. That's what's up. You see what I'm saying? And he's like, Coach Davis, you help me get ready for this kind of work. Yo, my man, I was like, yo, I just did what I was supposed to do, bro. Right? Because again, that's the purpose of being the coach. Helping prepare you. Oh, my God. Come on. Helping prepare you for what life is going to throw at you. Yes. If you're not going to make it to college, I I'm going to still give you some tools, my brother, that you can use. My sister, that you can use. You feel me? And, and, and you know this. And you can testify to this. 
Yo, the same believer I am in my house with my friends, I'm the same believer on the field. Yes yep. or no? Yes, that's true. That right? is true. I don't that's change true. who I am. I, if I say I love God, I love God in my home. I love God at the grocery store, and I love him on football practice. You feel me? That's mm -hmm. that's who I am. You that's feel right. Me? But, and, and some people, and you and you and I went through this, both went through this. They hate us for that. Yep. Yep. I hate, um, that, I hate that you know what his GPA is, Coach Davis. You don't work here, but I'm friends with his family. I've, I've known the kid since he was seven. Why would I? Why would I not keep up with him? You feel what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And to then know, to know love, to know right, to know God is to know love. Come to on, know, man. Yep, that's right, brother. And then, but you know, I'm gonna put a little little nail in the coffin, right? Because you know, then it's the other half where you have to draw that line, and you know, as a coach, you want to try to help everybody. Yeah. But you know it oh, comes to that point. You oh, know it comes gosh. to that point where you can't help everybody. Yes, you sir. know it comes to that point where you know, um, okay, you know I had plenty of conversations with you about this. You know, man, I get so tired and this and that, and you know, different. I say different things. I don't, I don't have no business saying, but I say it. <laughs> but it's like you know, it, it, like you said, carrying your heart on your sleeve. I carry my heart on my sleeve, and it gets stumped on a lot because. I care so much for kids. I want the best for everybody. Yeah. And sometimes that's like a um a um a weakness. You know what I'm saying? Some people take it as a weakness because you do want the best for everybody. So what? I'm gonna take advantage of it. Yeah, well, you know, you know, and so so it's like like we said, we, we carry God everywhere we go. We 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 talk about them, we don't force it on nobody, stuff like that, because what was gifted for gifted to us. People are threatened by it. Why? Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, um, so I had to learn how to draw that line. Okay, I'm only help the kids that want to be helped. If they come to me and say they won't help, I'm going to help those. If not, the ones, I don't care if they are talented or less talented and they don't want the help, I'm not going to waste my time. Now, look, I'm going to hit you with scripture on that right there, right? The Bible tells us not to lend our, our, our pearls to swine. Or our, 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 our gifts or talents yes. to, to dogs, right? Dogs. Yep, 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 and, yep, and I said yep. that in my I said it in a podcast earlier, right? So, so let me break that down, right? Swine and dogs. We're talking about uh, manipulators and false teachers or false leaders. Okay, it's biblically what these 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 symbol these are the dogs and the swine symbolize, right? Unfortunately, many people only want self. That's all they want. Well, I, I, I'm good with you, Coach Graves, as long as you can give me what I need from you. Mm -hmm. But the moment you can't give me what I need from you, I don't really want to deal with you no more. You see what I'm saying? So that's the way it has been going on for us. But then we, we are stuck with, uh, the Bible tells us biblically, that we're supposed to work as if we are working unto God. Right? That's where yeah. it gets difficult. Because we also know that the word of God says, do not sow your seeds in thorns and thistles, right? Because mm -hmm. they're going to be choked up and, eat, and eaten, eaten up. So we have done, you and I both have been guilty of this, where we've dedicated time to teams and individuals that didn't deserve 
the blessing God wanted to bring forth through us for them. Now, we didn't say they didn't deserve it. They proved they didn't deserve it. <laughs> that, that's, you understand what I'm saying? Because we're not God. Yes. So we don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody in. You and that's I right. chose, we're going to coach. We're going to help you. We're going to do what you need us to do. But the moment you and I start saying, that's not right. I don't agree with that. Then it's, oh, Coach Graves is a troublemaker. Coach, yep. Coach Davis is a liar. Coach Davis, he's supposed to be a Christian. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> because I because I voiced my opinion, now I'm a problem. You feel what I'm saying? And, yep. and and that's where it became proof. Oh, what God wants me to give you, I gotta dust my feet off and walk and move on now. Because you you you've you've shown God that you don't des- you don't deserve it. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. By your own hand, by your own choice, not by mine. You feel me? So that that right there was a tough, tough. That's tough to, to swallow as a coach who desires to help everyone. Like we, yo, when we're part of a team, you and I both, we know this. We wanted, we yo, we want to win. That's right. So we motivating kids. We, you know what I'm saying? We talking with the kids. We trying to 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 to, to show the coaches our ideas. We're executing their ideas, but the devil always reels his ugly head. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then you and I both have been isolated as yep. in teams. Like, man, like, man, I can't believe that's how y'all acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is not cool. You feel me? So um, I think the the biggest part, man, of, of coaching that every coach has to have, you got to have tough skin. Yep. Right? You, you got to have tough skin. And you got to be able to discern when it's time to move on. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? That's uh, right. <laughs> because you know this, bro. Co- coaches will get there, and if because it's not going their way, they'll cause confusion. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not of God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a God of confusion, right? That, that, that's not how I get down, all right? Because the sins of this world, right? The, the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That's right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. how you how you represent God. Come on. I, you know what I'm saying? I had a student hit me up. A, play, a football player hit me up just the other day, man, and was telling me that he went out there and he had a conversation with an old coach of mine. You already know who it is, right? <laughs> and said that the old coach, he was sharing his ideas and the old coach said to him, uh, said something slick about me. I don't remember exactly what he said, because honestly, I kind of tuned it out. I'm being real with you. I ain't going to make yeah. up no lie. But he said the coach said something slick, and he kind of just looked at him like, wow, like, man, you know, Coach Davis been gone for almost five years. Like, he ain't been a part of your program a long time. Like, why are you still mad at him? Like, why are you still upset at him? And and then you're even more upset that I ch- that I claim him as my mentor. You feel what I'm saying? And I was like, I told my man, I said, yo, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I, and I need you to truly understand this. Being that he still is bad-mouthing me after five years, and I never, never combated him about what he did or, or confronted him about what he did, that's pr- that should show you his character, not mine. 
Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. if you and I told him, if you can if you want to continue with him, yo, I, I yo, you got my blessing, bro. I want you to keep doing what you're doing. But if you choose not to, don't do it because you're mad. Do it because you understand character. You see what I'm saying? Now don't get me wrong. He's not, you know, he don't plan on leaving the program, but but understand that that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not here to talk about the past. You feel me? Now we bring it up because this is a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a podcast. Yeah. So we yeah. just say you gotta have some kind of some some kind of talk, right? That's but right. in all honesty, I only care about what's next. That's it. You know what I mean? What's next? That's man? it. That's speaking it. of, speaking of what's next. <laughs> I want I want to hit you with this though. Yeah, out of all of all the all the kids that I have coached, of all the kids that came across me, I'm gonna tell you only one kid that really keeps in touch with me. He texts me, he called me, even even when he went across seas, he FaceTimed me. You know what I'm saying? I was shocked because I was at work. Yeah, and that's Jacob Bottom. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see his family all the time. Yeah, that's Jacob, man, Jacob, I love that kid. Yeah. I always call. I call him. I said, "You ain't my white son. You my black son." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah That's why I tell him all the time. But I said, "But he, you know, I, I love that family. You know, I, I mean, I love all the kids that I've coached and everything. And you know, you know, and a lot of the kids I coach, I either I went to school with their parents or I know their grandparents. You know, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or I know their parents or some kind of way or something. But on some part of their family, you know, Danville is not. It's not. It's only but so big. So you know, somebody, everybody know everybody, you know? So, I mean, Jacob Bottoms, you know, he's doing well. He's in the Army as well, you know, and um, he's across seas, and he's been traveling, going different places, and in all the different places he go to, he, he he calls me or he'll send me an inbox or something like that or a text. And, and, and it, it, just, it just touches my heart because, you know, I mean, there's other kids that keep in touch with me, but, most of the time, a lot of kids kept in touch with me because of something they need or something they 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 want to use me for, you yeah, know, or something you. like that, you know. But you know, sometimes you know, depending on what I got going on, I still might you know help. I still might you know do a little bit here and there. I don't go overboard like I used to do, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. But you know, I, I just want to give him a shout out, you know, especially um, Kathy Bottoms and. And you know, and, and and Mr. Bottoms, Mr. Scotty Bottoms, and stuff like that. You know, good family and everything. So they were very supportive of of my of my um, coaching, and even even when they went on up to varsity, they were still very supportive. And I think that you know, the biggest thing is you know, um, a lot of parents can also hinder you from succeeding or or going forward because even though they know how well both me and you coach and they always say, well, you know, coach Davis or coach Graves, they did this. They did that. Yeah. Um, they did so well doing this. They did that so well doing, you know, doing different things. And, you know, the they get the middle school level so well maintained. And, you know, you, when you said to other coaches, some coaches don't want to hear that. And then some coaches are hinder you from moving forward. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. So I just want to put that out there a little bit because I think in my in my case, that's what's part of the process of me not moving, going across the water. That's why I call it going across the water. Because of, you know, it's not my fault because what I've been taught from my mentor that 
how to do things certain ways and make sure everything is in order, make sure everything is strategized, make sure everything is, you know, a, a, a learning lesson, even though I am doing things well, I'm still learning from that aspect from myself as well. So it's like, you know, going through that process, I think that will also hurt me in the long run because of all the parents that I dealt with from the middle school aspect going across to the water and carried it there, they wasn't having it, yeah, you know, well, at all. So, you know, well, which, I mean, I mean you, you, again, you 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 only gonna you only gonna do what you understand, right? And that's one thing you know. I've said to you many times, we can't really teach them what they're not willing to learn. You feel me? Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know what I'm saying? You know, because we can go we can go into the whole aspect of the yeah. school board. You know what I'm saying? The school board failing the the, the athletics uh, programs. Yes, uh, yes, teachers are failing. Uh, you know what I'm saying academically. We can get into, uh, you know what I'm saying. The coach is not pushing that the kids be be, uh, you know, have a 2.3 GPA, which is the minimum requirement for NCAA uh, scholarship recipients. Like we can, we can, we can get into that all day. You feel what I'm saying? But it's so much easier when you have a kid who is doing it. And because the, then you can show them, you feel what I'm saying? And, yes, and, and yes. so me bringing up that point, tell us about your young man, Jameson Graves, man. Tell us about Jay. All right. Um, my son, Jameson Graves. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to let, well, first of all, before, while we talk about, before I get into him, what was that story you always tell me about Jameson? <laughs> Jameson was six years old. His brother, <laughs> CJ, was balling. At George Washington High School, straight balling, setting records. He was the absolute athletic man. And Jameson came to the gym one morning, Saturday morning, to have you, all of us hanging out, working out. And I'm giving Jay, I'm basically giving CJ his roses. Like, yo, you, you the guy, you the man, you the man, right? And Jameson looked at me and he says, I'm gonna be better than CJ. <laughs> <laughs> I say, yo, I feel you, little man. I hear you. I hear you. And every time I look up, he's living that. He's living that statement, man. Go ahead. I mean, break that down, man. Okay. All right. Um, I, I'm gonna break it down to even before that statement. I remember when we, um, Jameson used to wake up. He used to wake us up like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. We both have to be up and go to work. He'll wake us up 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning when I go down in that basement and shoot that basketball. Right. And you know what we had to do? Go yeah. down in that basement and sit on them steps and watch him shoot that basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's, so that's how it basically started. Yeah. But he's always been on my hip. He always been on my backside, my left side, my right side, my front, my back. Yeah. No matter where I went, he was there. And I think by him going different places in a young age coming on up, he got to experience. Also, he also got to experience me and CJ bumping heads a lot. Yeah. He got to experience, you know, the good times. But what I distinguish between CJ and Jameson, I said CJ has the talent, Jameson got the talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I distinguish between the two. The reason why I said Jameson got the talent because Jameson, of all my kids, Jameson will be well prepared 
for his next, his next, you know, his next um next part of life. Yeah, so you basically to, saying, yeah, what you basically saying is CJ CJ was gifted, Jameson earned it. Earned it. Yes, yeah, I, earned I, I, it. I see what you're saying. Yes, and then so it's like pretty much um he's a he's done well. Um as a freshman um at Tonstall High School. Um he, uh, you know, of course I'm an Eagle, but he got the opportunity to go to Tonstall. Um he done well um as a freshman, started on varsity football at corner, um, then turned into um quarterback. Um also, you know, a couple of games for me for JV, starting quarterback, done well. Um, he ended up getting um voted max preps um as a freshman. Um, six-time player player of the game, mm-hmm. um, player of the week. Um, also, um, he um pretty much in basketball um, um for football, he pretty much got um um second team as as a freshman for football as a varsity player, and um which that's awesome. Um, second team all district as a corner, and second team all district as a quarterback. Which that's awesome, you know, compared to, you know, what what was going on in that district at the time, all that talented time. Because you had our other cousin Wesley Graves is a running back for GW, that was very talented. They broke records and did very, very well. And then you got to look at the kids in Magna Vista that did yeah. they did well, they did they did good as well. Um, and then of course the COVID hit. Um, um, for, well for basketball before the COVID hit for basketball, he got first team all district. Um, second team all state, um, pretty much um, second in scoring in the in the district as a freshman, and pretty much he did very well. So of course, then the pandemic hit his sophomore year. He didn't get, he didn't get the track. So when the track got started for his freshman year, that's when the pandemic hit. That's when everything came down. So pretty much the season was canceled sophomore year. So to get things better, so we end up moving and relocating to North Carolina. So we end up going to Winston Salem Prep. Um, man, as a junior, um, oh man, I mean, quarterback, um, he rushed for over a thousand yards, passed for over a thousand yards, um, receiving for over 300 some yards, um, over 20 some tackles, um, four interceptions. Um, but that would come from not starting by, by starting as a quarterback. (laughs) Um, he didn't really see the defense a whole lot. So, um, he did a lot of punt returns. He did very well. So pretty much had a total of uh, twenty five over twenty five hundred yards total offense. Um, so he ended up getting. Um, he came from second um, second runner up for being all state in wow. North Carolina. Yes. Um, he. Um, I think he got. He missed um, two votes from getting player of the year in his district. Um, and also. Um, he got first team all conference, of course, and it's just an honor just to see what he does. You know, been doing it as a kid, but the growth, pretty much the but growth, then, like always. I but, believe but, in growth. But talk about now all of that, all of those achievements is amazing. But talk about how he is in school. No, oh, that's the oh student athlete. That's yeah. the biggest thing, and we always preach. We all our motto is no student loans. Yeah, no student loans. That's our motto. Oh. He's done awesome. He went from a, a 2.7 to a 3.8. Yeah. His junior year. So, I mean, from a 2.7 coming from his freshman year 
as he gradually move on up, as he come junior, he's at a 3.8. Um, he scored a 16 on the ACT. He had to got to take he had to take in his SATs yet. Okay. But he scored a 16 on the ACT, which that's awesome. You know, to me that's 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 really good. Um, it can be better, but it's good. But um, but I mean he's very mentorable, a humble kid. Um, he always willing to help others. He always want the best for others. And he just he just that's just he just a coachable kid. He's a coach's kid. <laughs> and and it's like, you know, and, and, and that's coming from Coach Dad. <laughs> yeah, coming from right. Coach Dad. But so let me let me hit y'all with with Coach Davis' perspective of this kid. So I, I've coached man, I've coached hundreds of kids now: basketball, soccer, football, right? Uh, even a little bit of little league baseball. But I've only coached on the high school level a handful of kids that I could say, no matter what I told them, they were willing to do it. We 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 say in the Marine Corps discipline defined is the willing obedience to a direct order right mm -hmm. that's how we define discipline in the marine corps and i have a handful of kids maybe one or two more on my other hand that no matter what i told them they got it done you feel what i'm saying and right. jameson right. graves is a kid that i have trained not so much i didn't have an opportunity to coach him but i have trained him no matter what I asked him to do, he did it. It was always, yes, coach. Always. Never a, a why. Well, coach, I don't understand. Coach, I'm tired. Coach, man, you know what I'm saying? This is too much. Never. Never. He's a kid that doesn't talk a whole lot of trash. I mean, all athletes talk trash, so we know that. But he's not a kid that you're going to look up and be like, yo, he a troublemaker. Right, if I'm not gonna lie to you. I believe his essence, his uh, his authoritative uh, 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 um, appearance, is is intimidating to some coaches. I'm just gonna be honest with you, because <laughs> most most of our kids got mouth. Let's be real. Yep, they got mouth. They talk back. They you know what I'm saying they holler back. They slam the ball. They walk off the field. You feel me? They do all kind of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? So when you come across kids like Deshaun Wallace, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like Dwight Destin, which you don't know who that is, but that's uh, he's a, another a, a outstanding athlete I had. You feel what I'm saying? A, a Jamison Graves. You feel me? A Weber Harris. A Will hmm. Jackson. You feel me? When you come across athletes like that, man, oh, you cherish the moment. <laughs> like, yo, man, if I had just 11 kids on the roster, that all act like this, we would never lose. <laughs> never lose. Never lose. <laughs> never lose. But it has to be a balance, I guess. That's how life is, right? Yeah. It has yeah. to be a balance, man. But um, before we go, before I, I close out, man, I have to ask, man, how the family doing? How little man doing? I know we're going to keep him in prayer. Uh, some of my viewers that are listening, I'm asking y'all to keep, you know what I'm saying, Coach Graves' little man in prayer. But how, how, how's everything going with him? Uh, Chancellor is doing well, man. He, he's busy. Um, through the process, um, um, you know, of course, God had his hands in it, and it pretty much, um, it could have been worse, it could have been the other way. But Absolutely. I mean, I see fit, God saw, God saw fit pretty much. Um, through that process, um, he only ran fever the first time, 
And after he, after he left, he got better. It came back again. He had no fever. He drank. He was very active. The only thing he wasn't eating. Got so it. now, yesterday, he started getting his appetite back. He's eating, so he's doing very well. So pretty much, we talked to um our pediatrician, family pediatrician, UNC special disease specialist. So um he was being treated for MRSA. He doesn't have MRSA. They was treating him for MRSA with the antibiotic. Gotcha. But he got it's called an M S S S M S S A, which is a a scalded um a scalded scap um disease. Okay. So pretty much by him having um acne, I mean um yeah having um not acne but um what you call it uh on his arms. Oh, I heard something like the little skin. Uh, yeah, the little skin rash. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. Pretty much, yeah. He, um, it had a break in it. Yeah. So, um, even you know, everybody walks around with a a, a pretty much like a, some kind of like skin disease. It just depends on how they affect your body. Gotcha. So gotcha. he pretty much had an opening, and um, so pretty much um, it got into his up under his skin. You know, we got thick skin. People don't realize we have thick skin. So it got up under his skin. It got up under his skin and got into his bloodstream. Gotcha. So the infection, yes. So pretty much, um, you pretty much, um, so the cephala is pretty much the basic antibiotic for, for, for especially for babies that have ear infections and stuff like that. So the cephala wasn't strong enough. So that's why they didn't give us a, a, a step up. So they couldn't give it to him through the IV. He had to give it to him oral. So it won't affect his body, damage his body, organs inside his body. Gotcha. So, but, but I mean, brother, well, I can say, God, thank God, he's wide open now. <laughs> He, he's actually he's trying to get in in the door, but you ah. know we on the podcast. Yeah, he yeah, want to yeah, get yeah. in here, be wide open and loud. Yeah, but yes, but he's man, he's he's doing well. So now That's he's tough. at home taking the antibiotic, finishing up the antibiotic. Um, and so hopefully by you know maybe by the next week, um, he'll probably be back in daycare. Things will be back to normal. Absolutely, man. That's what it is, man. I'm glad to hear that. To God be the glory, always, bro. You know oh yeah, you know I'm always praying for your family. Um, I, I I believe God has got you on the right track, being in Greensboro and Winston Salem's uh, prep. You know what I'm saying? Um, I believe some um, um, some other amazing things are about to happen for you and your fam. Like I told you, when stuff started getting a little hard, that's right when we're on the verge of breakthrough. You feel me? Right. Um, right. So with that being said, my dude, if someone was looking to get some information from you about Winston Salem State. Or about coaching them in basketball, uh, coaching them in football. How would they be able to reach you? You know what I'm saying um, on, on any of your uh, social media platforms, my dude. Okay, on on social media, I'm Coach CG. Um, coach at Coach C E E G E E. Um, I'm on Instagram at Coach CG, and also Twitter is Coach CG. Um, Facebook. Um, I've had my father's um nickname is Chesley Hotshot. Um, uh, Hotshot Junior. So pretty much is my name on Facebook. Um, inbox or inbox me in, uh, Instagram or Twitter or however you want to. Um, um, of course, um, my email is is Chesley, which is my first name C H E S L E Y underscore G, which is last my last name Graves. Um, at yahoo.com. Chesley underscore G at yahoo.com. And of course, um, my cell phone number is four three four area code four two nine five eight five four. Um, I'm available anytime. If I don't answer right in the day, I will get right back to you at some point. Um, but um, what can I say about Winston-Salem State? 
Now, um, my wife is the head registrar at Winston-Salem State University. Um, I got to tell anybody, even though I coach, I tell anybody, you don't have to necessarily go to Winston-Salem State, but my wife is has a big major advantage to every university in the country. Every university in the country from D1 to D3, NAIA, JUCO, she has every resource. And I tell parents and people, if anything that you want to know, it's not trying to get in your business, personal business, but if you want your child help, anything, financial aid, scholarships, um, um, loans, I hate to say that word, student loans, anything like that, my wife is the person to speak to. And if you want to get in touch with her, get in touch with me with my information, and then I'll, I'll forward everything to you, to her, and we go from there. And Winston-Salem Prep, what can I say about prep? It's a small 1A school, but uh, 300-some kids. But I'm going to tell you something. Um, as it was teaching, as it was getting kids in the right position, I mean, awesome, awesome administration. Awesome administration. And what can I say about the kids, the teachers there? Um, they care about the kids. They want the best for the kids. And I can, I can I contest to that because of my son. You know what I'm saying? Jamison Graves. If, if Jamison won't be at a 3.8 if it wasn't the Winston-Salem prep. And they prep the kids. They prep the kids where they're supposed to be. Absolutely. So on that note, you know, I appreciate you, Coach Davis. Well, my brother Davis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you yeah. know I, I, I say Coach Davis goes on the podcast, but to my brother, you know, I love you. Yes, I appreciate sir. everything you, know, you have done, doing for my family, have done for my family. I mean, even the prayer, the prayers is the biggest thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't, I, I mean, I can't go no bigger than that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? No but, you know, I appreciate everything because no matter, I can call you anytime, no matter what, I know you will be there. So, you know, I really do appreciate it. And I know this ain't the last podcast, y'all. So, nah, you nah, know. <laughs> think about it. Yeah, listen, we're thinking about doing another podcast together called The Coach's Corner. Um, you know, what I'm saying? oh no, the, no, we we changed that. It's a sideline view, is what it's called. Sideline view. Yes, sir. And, and yes, honestly, sir. we won't. We 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 got all off topic, but we got there a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but but yeah, bro, man. I'm you know okay. what I'm saying I'm thankful. You know, you know me and the fam. We love y'all, man. We definitely always, 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 always love being around. Um, you know what I'm saying. So I'm gonna go ahead and close it out, man. I'm so glad that you was able to uh, be a part of the podcast, bro. And I'm looking forward to doing another one with you, my dude. All okay, right? man. All right. So until uh, next week. Let's go, man. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Coach Davis Experience. Yo, if you're looking for a prayer request or you just want to let me know that something that I said today blessed you, go ahead and drop me a DM at Coach E. Davis on Instagram or on Facebook at Coach Elliot Davis. All right. Till next week.